Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Reactive Redefined will reopen for enrollment on Monday, January 2nd. If you have been waiting to be a part of our group coaching program and you're already on the wait list, rest assured you will be the first to know when enrollment opens. If you'd like to be one of the first to know, be sure to join the wait list. You can check out the link in the show notes. If you feel like you need more immediate support, join the self-guided version of Reactive Redefined in the meantime, and then we'll apply what you invest in the self-guided towards the group coaching program. Steph and I are so looking forward to welcoming new teams into Reactive Redefined and seeing you all thrive and grow together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I have one of my fabulous clients with me today, and she's going to share her experience inside of Reactive Redefined. So do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners and then we can talk about your girl? Yeah, sounds good. Um, my name's Annalise, and um, yeah, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. And my dog, her name is Joey. Um, she's about three years old, and is allegedly, according to the DNA test, a um, American Pitbull Terrier, American Staffordshire Terrier Chihuahua mix, and a bunch of other things. But those were the only like significant percentages so she kind of looks like either a small bully type dog or a really big beefy chihuahua so she's kind of a cartoon of a dog yeah she is she's so cute which is part of the challenge isn't it (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) okay so tell everybody a little bit more about how joey came into your life yeah for sure um so I've been a volunteer at the San Francisco City Shelter, um, Animal Care and Control, for quite a few years now, and um, always wanted to adopt a dog from them when the time is right. Um, Yeah, spent a lot of time there uh, taking their available dogs for walks and things like that, and every weekend we'd even um, bring them home to do, we called it dog breakfast, it was like have a brunch with one of the shelter dogs and like myself and my roommates. (laughs) um we were, yeah it was just to get the dog out of the shelter for the day exactly yeah it was good for everyone because it was a re- really nice break for them especially the ones who'd been there longer um and obviously we all loved it get you know give me a lot of chances to have dog time in my life without having uh, the commitment of having one um so that was all going fine. And then the pandemic happened and we weren't allowed to volunteer anymore because of uh, COVID safety precautions. And after about six months of that, we're like, man, when is this ever going to end? We really miss having a dog around. Um, we're like, well, maybe now is the time to get one. So we started looking around about yeah, six months into the pandemic, like many other people. Um, <laughs> it's a good time to get a dog. Let's be honest. It was. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I had seen on the instagram for the uh, shelter that she had just gone to a local rescue and most of the dogs were going to rescue that those days because there were so many fosters available um so they were hardly adopting any dogs out there directly which is awesome because you know less dogs in the shelters is always good 
Um, and so I'd reached out to the rescue. They're called uh, Grateful Dogs Rescue. I was able to meet her. She was in a foster home for two weeks and she was, looked like she was doing amazingly there. I mean, the foster family's quite amazing. I think it's a pretty awesome place to land. Like, like the mom of the family is a dog walker and they have four dogs and two kids and the kids are really dog savvy. Um, she just seemed to be thriving in this environment. <laughs> um, she had uh, like a behavior test at the shelter of being a nervous dog, but I don't know. I didn't really think too much about that at the time. And I'm like, look, she's, she's great. And like, I don't know, there might've been some signs that she had some anxiety then too, but um, kind of just seemed like she was a exuberant little funny, like pocket pit bull type dog. And oh my God, she's so, so how old was she at the time? They said two, but she's probably one. Um, okay. She was pretty She would have been, I don't know, maybe nice to know as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, here we are. It's too late now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we brought her home and we lived in a really busy area of the city then. Like it, it's a really crazy corner. Like if you say the cross streets, people are always like, ah, like when you tell them where you live. Um, <laughs> so um, she yeah, we brought her home there and things were fine for about a month. And then it started getting a little more interesting. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, just really quickly, did she bond to you and your partner pretty quickly? Like you didn't see any like nervousness or anything towards either of you? Yeah. Um, and we've looked back on this day, like first meeting her uh, retrospectively so many times because it was pretty funny because we got there and, you know, it's like the peak of the pandemic and the foster family was like, yeah, you should take your masks off. Like, don't like this dog doesn't want to look at you in a mask. Like that's scary for her. And we went on a walk around the block before we like really interacted with her, which is kind of funny because it's kind of like what we've been working on in your program. Um, yeah, oh my God. So, her foster family, like, you know, they, she knows how to, she's like a dog expert for sure. Um, and knows how to do these things. Like, and the first thing we did was like, we walked to where her, her kids were playing at a neighbor's house and, and um, Joey went straight to her daughter and was so sweet with her. And she's like, look, this is what you can get once you get to know this dog. Like, she's really friendly and, you know, we'll bond to you. Um, and then we we went in their house to meet her. And immediately Joey went and laid on Robbie's lap. And they were like, wow, that's really strange. Like, we did not expect that. So, um, oh, that's so sweet. Like, so, how yeah. could you not yeah, she, say yes to her? I mean, how could you not say yes to her in that moment? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they made us go home and sleep on it, which is nice too. But, um, yeah, I mean, they were I love like, that practice. That's, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, they're great. They like always have a foster dog. I think they just know how to do it. <laughs> oh my god. So, okay, so shout out to Joey's foster family. Definitely. Okay, so she came home and things were okay for a while was she nervous right away at home um she might have been but it, did, it wasn't like super obvious to us like she was kind of maybe scared of the dark at night like walking around but um not not in a really obvious way like she was pretty exuberant pretty happy to play um like it wasn't super obvious until she started taking things more seriously oh my god <laughs> right right okay so um tell everybody some of the first behaviors that she started to show that made you feel like okay we should probably do something about this yeah totally um so the first thing that happened uh was pretty like not serious but it was it was more serious than just like oh she barked at someone 
Um, so we were walking home one night through the neighborhood. Like we'd just been um, hanging out with some friends and their dog in their yard, as you do in pandemic times. Yeah, um, exactly. And so Joey, Joey was probably really young. Like I said, she's probably one. She's probably tired. And, you know, when um, it's like toddlers, you know, they have to go take a nap. But we, we had to walk like a, probably two or three miles home. Um, so she's tired. And then we're almost home. And we walk past this guy on the sidewalk. And she just lunges at him and grabs his leg with her mouth. Um, and didn't, you know, break the skin or anything, but obviously we're all like, oh my God, what the heck just happened? And he, he was like, not cool. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That was, that was not cool. Like, didn't see it coming. <laughs> if I would have known, I would have done something else about this, right? Yeah. So, so that was kind of a, it was kind of, and then after that, she was like, I'm going to kind of bark at people to, when they're coming and, um, before like kind of before this month she didn't really seem to have a strong opinion on skateboards and then she started like being like they're the devil I'm gonna bark and lunge at them and scream at them um so it started kind of slow but then it got like kind of serious pretty quickly right right okay and then so tell everybody a little bit more about some of the reactivity now right so you still see some Mm -hmm. of that like directed at skateboards um mm-hmm. strange people depending on the situation like tell everybody a little bit more about like w- her reactive behaviors as of right now yeah um definitely like it's a lot better than before and we we live in um a calmer neighborhood it's still definitely san francisco but it's not like um the chaos that we were in the middle of before so um like, yeah, if if we're on the same sidewalk as someone, we're going to cross the street and we can avoid a reaction that way. But like, if I tried to just walk past someone on the street, she's going to bark and lunge at them. Um, if, if a skateboard's coming, especially a noisy one, like that's going to be a big reaction still. We still got to work on that one uh, a bit more. Um, scooters, like she'll try to bark and lunge at them. Um, but generally, a lot of these things, uh, if we can get space, we can avoid her um, going over threshold in a big way. Right. Right. So something that you did kind of get for, for free, I guess we could say is that she really is pretty dog social Mm. and Mm -hmm. she's successful in, in many situations with other dogs. Yeah. Yeah. The hypothesis is that she kind of lived in a house with a bunch of dogs, like the first year of her life and never really got out. Just things are kind of scary, but she has great dog skills, which is awesome. Oh my God. Right. (laughs) So nice. Okay. So so tell me, um, tell everybody just a little bit more about some of the early things you did training wise with her. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, yeah, hanging out at the shelter, uh, they even have done like classes for us throughout my time there. So I, I was familiar with reactivity. Um, I'd even done like a reactive dog class there with one of our um, staff members, which was great, like a few years previous. So I was like, okay, cool. I kind of know what you're supposed to do. But um, one of the behavior and training folks, I had a few sessions with her to kind of get some additional coaching. And um, one of them was in person, which was great. So that was helpful just to like, I'm like, yeah, I I know the basic concepts here. Um, I took a few classes um, online as well um, through the Fenzie Dog Sports Academy, which was great. yeah, the one I, that we got the most out of was the control unleashed class. Like really, like I think Joey's like a perfect candidate for the that program. It's like all these pattern games to create predictability around um, 
anything really and just to lower arousal. So we've been using those a lot. Um, so I don't know, quite a, quite a bit of training, I guess. But so, um, so much training. I think you need yeah. to give yourself a little bit more credit. And I love <laughs> that all of your experience at the shelter and volunteering you just kind of like you were in a position that you didn't have to feel terribly overwhelmed because you'd seen leash reactivity and lots of dogs at the shelter, right? Like, yeah, yeah, sort of. I mean, like, uh, like I've learned a lot more about their behavior testing. And since it's such an urban environment here, they send a lot of those dogs to rescue. And the dogs that they adopt out are like super city savvy for the most part. So also like throughout my whole time volunteering there, like the ones that I'd walk home through this tough neighborhood and just bring them over to my my place every week. I was like, yeah, dogs can handle this. So in some ways, yes, it helped me. In other ways, I'm like, didn't have an accurate view of what most dogs are maybe like and what they can handle. Right. Okay. But I think we need to give a little shout out to the shelter that that's how they set their volunteers up for success, right? Is that like they make sure that the dogs they're sending out in the world are capable of that so that the volunteers don't have to be behavior experts. Yeah. From what I've gathered, they're, they're just doing an awesome job. Like really impressed. So cool. So cool. Okay. So, um, you already had a lot of training right before we even first met, right? Like you had a a good idea of some of the things you were working on Mm -hmm. and the, um, the Leslie McDevitt, like control unleash those pattern games that was helping tremendously out in the world and walks and stuff, right? Like you were able to make a lot of progress that way. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Okay. So, um, another facet of Joey's reactivity is, people coming into the home, right? It's not just her being on leash. It's mm. strangers in lots of different spaces, right? Yeah, just new people anywhere, especially at home. Yeah, very, lots of feelings. Right, oh my God. Okay, so we had a, just like a one-off virtual call before you ever joined Reactive Redefined. And mm-hmm. I think a, a few piece of, pieces of advice. Do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about like what you got out of that call? And then we can kind of fast forward to reactive redefined. Yeah. Um, maybe you have some notes from it too. I don't know if it's super top of mind, but yeah. Oh, we were talking about like her barking at noises in the hallway and what I might do about that. Like, like kind of like rewarding her when I hear the noise before she starts barking one do you remember right yeah so (laughs) I remember we talked just a little bit about like okay so um something that all really qualified trainers doing do myself included is like we review the like thorough behavior form and we Mm -hmm. ask lots of specific questions so that the advice I'm giving is like acknowledging the individual right so at that point we, we talked about how bringing people in and expecting her to tolerate it probably wasn't going to work, right? So we talked about how meeting people out in the world and coming in together could probably alleviate some of the reactivity, right? Mm -hmm. Not all of it, but we kind of talked about like some little strategies like that. Yeah. 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 Um, So do you want to tell the listeners just a little bit more about what was your motivation to join Reactive Redefined? Yeah, for sure. Um, so probably maybe even almost two years ago now, one of my coworkers, um, on my team, she introduced me to the world of dog podcasts and, um, I found yours as well as quite a few others been, I don't know. I love listening to them. They're, they're fun. Um, and all the ones that are about reactive redefined were pretty awesome because there'd be little tidbits in each one where I'm like, Oh, my dog's kind of like that. Like, yeah, she's like a, a chihuahua that has trouble around people. Or um, there was another one where the dog like 
just really needed to look at the triggers and then could feel good about it and dismiss it after that. Whereas, and I was like, yeah, like Joey's kind of like that. So um, I was, I like, I did really think that you were someone who could help us make even more progress with things that I didn't know how to do yet. Um, and I even shared it with one of my friends and she did the round uh, before me. So she even gave me some more encouragement to sign up. I was hesitant about um, about it just because the videos, I didn't think I could do that, but it turns out it really wasn't that hard. Um, and I got, I got kind of into the videos. I was like, I was like most excited about that by like pretty quickly. So um, I signed up specifically to get help with moving towards having people over and not having Joey be um, stressed out by it. So yeah, the goal is just be able to have people in our apartment with her there being, being calm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And everyone, I think that it's really important that if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I've done so much training. What, what could reactive redefine have to offer? I, you know, I think we had this conversation before you even joined reactive redefine, right? Is that you know, a lot of the course content was stuff that you already knew, but for you and Joey as the team, really the benefit of Reactive Redefined was me every week checking in with you like, this looks good, do this now. This is what I'm seeing in the mm-hmm. video, do this now, right? Like, and I have to give you so much credit because you really took full advantage of the program and it, you made so much progress with Joey, right? You were getting me videos every week. We we're in communication every week about this looks good. Now try this. And then I was able to literally give you exactly what the next few future steps were. Cause I feel like sometimes there's like some guessing, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not here, but like you kind of stall out, right? Like what should I do from there? And I think that that was what was so beneficial for you and Joey is that I could be like, okay, literally one, two, three. Okay. That looks good. Now do four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I remember I'd even, yeah, I wrote task, like if, if reactive redefined would be good or if just kind of like one-on-one coaching. Um, and I'm I'm so glad that I followed your advice and did sign up for Reactive Redefined because the um, structure of it really did really did help. Um, and I wouldn't like because Joey had to meet a bunch of new people uh, in all of these steps that you're giving me. And I I really I don't think I would have reached out to all these people otherwise. Like I just would never have done it. So the um, the structure and being like, okay, we're doing this uh, every week was super helpful. Right. And I think that like from the human behavior element, right? Like yeah. making the invent investment and creating the incentive, right? Like I'm going to invest this amount of money. So I'm going to do this amount of work, right? Because I think from human behavior standpoint, if we don't make that initial investment, it's not super easy to get ourselves motivated and accountable, especially for the duration of time. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So- Yeah. Right. So, okay. So I want to talk just a little bit more about um, some of the things we worked on together. So one of the initial steps I gave you is we need to teach Joey to be a little bit more comfortable with some sort of confinement, right? Mm -hmm. Because Joey has a history of some of like the lungy barky stuff at people. And sometimes she goes teeth first. We had to make sure that we had a little bit of management in place because if we just invited a stranger into the house and we didn't have some sort of management, she definitely was going to do exactly the behavior we were trying to prevent. Right. Exactly. So did Joey have any experience with like being in an expat or in a crate before we started working on that together? Yeah. Um, she's pretty into her crate. Like she'll go hang out there proactively but um I, I didn't we never had an x-pen in the house before so that was new uh and we set it up in the living room so practice having her 
hang out there um like we'd give her you know like bully sticks or whatever while she's hanging out in there uh yeah it, it wasn't really too tough for her yeah right like and what we really focused on too was getting a little bit of um seeing her self-regulate a little bit in the X-Pen before we were letting her out so that we could build it towards a little bit more like, okay, there's for reals a trigger here. And Joy's kind of having some feelings, but like creating a little bit more behavior for her so she can self-soothe and self-regulate a little bit so she wasn't staying so over threshold. So do you want to describe to the listeners just a little bit more about like Joey's typical reaction to people in the home? I know we've modified it. Mm -hmm then but maybe before reactive redefined yeah for sure I mean I have a really good friend okay so before if there was any ever anyone she'd never met like they're just not gonna um be in the same like we're lucky enough to have a garage so she hangs out in the car if there's if there's someone she'd never met before um but one time like my friend that I thought she was cool with um because they'd met like a few weeks previous like our, our normal routine would be like go on a beach walk and she kind of just spends the time like getting used to you and then you can, um, it's not such a problem. But anyways, yeah, he he tried to come in through the front door and she, she grabbed his shoes and jumped up on him and was like screaming a lot. And when I tried to put her in our bedroom, she's like screaming and trying to break down the door, just very distressed. Um, obviously, that's not the kind of environment you'd like to invite your friends over into, so... <laughs> No, no, it isn't, right? Like, oh, I'm sorry, my dog's having a mini panic attack right now. Like, excuse yeah. me, I'm gonna have to deal with this, right? Um, so, you know, my my intention with the X Pen is that so Joey still had access to see what was going on, mm-hmm. but we were trying to alleviate a little bit of like the existing leash reactivity, and that's why I suggested the X Pen versus the leash in the house right away, right? We were trying to feel like we were trying to feel out like. Could being in the X-Pen be a little bit less um, a licking of some of the reactive behavior, which I think overall it has helped alleviate some of that, right? And mm-hmm. we ended up adding the leash back in because Joey's like, I can jump over this X-Pen. What are yeah. you guys talking about? But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's firecracker. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it really helped uh, practicing with people she knew coming over first that she liked. Um, so they would come in and just sit on the couch and she would get excited for sure but then she'd she'd learn to calm down really quickly and then we could let her out and she could say hi Um, and definitely like working up to that with people she doesn't know it's a lot harder for her Um, but we got to the point uh, at the last check-in where someone like we we did a meeting outside and then I brought her upstairs and then the person came in and sat on the couch and then she settled down in the pen and then she could come out and meet him. Um, and then I think uh, we'll be able to have her go back in the pen and be actually really calm after that. Cause she really, um, even before I signed up for the program, it's like after she'd met someone outside on a long walk and was okay with them, like her next step of wanting to hang out with them inside would be like to be right up in their face. And she kind of just really wants to be like, ah, what are you up to? But that's kind of scary when you know what she's capable of doing. So um, it's just really nice to be able to be like, okay, like you've met this person now go be calm over here. And I can, I can feel like we're really close to being able to do that with some more practice. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think too, like, it's, it's like, 
it's like a pressure cooker, right? It's like once she's like, okay, this person is here. All right. I met this person. Then she can be like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I can hang out in the X pen. No problem. Right. So, you know, we really kind of broke down those baby steps to get to that point. And I think that because Joey is, is capable of using her teeth in particular situations, you're never going to regret putting the time and energy into getting her comfortable with more management. Right. Like It's so nice that she can be in the car in the garage, but it's like, sometimes that gets really hard to be like, Mm -hmm. okay, all right, someone's coming over. How long can we really expect Joey to be in the car in the garage for? Right. So like just having this another, like another facet where like there could be a little bit more duration of time where Joey could still be a part of what's happening, but we still have that management in place. And something that was a big priority for me was alleviating some of the need for you to do so much for Joey in those situations too. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously Joey needs support and we have to help guide her, but I wanted to create a little bit more where like, okay, she's in the X pen and you could take a little bit of a like, cool, I'm just going to connect with my friend right now. And it's Mm -hmm. not going to be about like constantly monitoring what Joey is doing. Right. Yeah. Right. So I I think that we really did accomplish that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see like, even in the time for for the program, like uh, how much we got done, if I keep at it, it'll keep getting better. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to talk about another skill that we worked on together. So because you already had such extraordinary skills that were already established and they were really pretty fluent, we just did some iterations of using those in different environments, right? So because you already had a really strong look at that, because you already had really strong pattern games, we just, we kind of creatively brainstormed together, like, okay, how can we leverage these in a new way? And one of those ways was literally just doing some setups, like at a park where there was a walkway, but you were able to be in the grass and create space. Do you want to speak to the listeners just a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, that was great to work on that too, especially when like, I didn't have someone lined up for her to, to meet. Um, cause we could always just go to this park and we, we were lucky to find this one area where, um, Hardly everyone, anyone walks on the grass there, but it's like just a constant kind of pedestrian walkway and you can, you can be probably up to like 40 feet away from it. So it's quite a bit of distance. Um, and we would practice kind of like walking parallel to the sidewalk at varying, um, distances, helping her just kind of close, close the gap a little bit. Um, and then we did it perpendicularly as well, um, yeah, that that was great. Uh, it's definitely helped. I think I think both practicing that as well as just having her meet more people um, has made our neighborhood walks a lot easier since then too. Like she's just less concerned about um, people, which is great. Right. There's just like generally more ease for yeah. Joey, and in turn for you also, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as long as we have space now, things are pretty good. It's like we still have unlucky moments where someone's coming right out of their door and they're right in front of you um, or blind corners are still tough. We try to do a lot of space there, Um, but it's gotten a lot better. So really thankful for that. Yeah. So do you want to speak just a little bit about Joey's recovery time? these days because well just kind of give everybody like a little bit of an idea of like how you felt like she was recovering maybe early on versus like now yeah um it's gotten a lot better that's for sure um she 
Yeah, it's it's a combination of things, I think. Um, so one of the control unleashed uh, things they teach you uh, in the very beginning, which is kind of tricky to get, is to take a breath. Um, and once you get it, though, like she's she's doing it all the time now. So kind of like if a skateboard goes by and she loses it, um, she's able to look at me and take some deep breaths and I can reward that. Um, and she's it's not like you have to end the walk right away. Like she's kind of back to baseline. Um, she's also on uh, behavior medication. So I think that's helped as well. It's I think it's a pretty normal dose for a dog her size. Um, but I think having that on board, like I, I kind of forget she's on it now just because she seems pretty normal old Joey to me. But but it is true. Like if you think about her recovery times versus then and now, I'm sure that's helping um because yeah it used to be like if something like a skateboard went by she'd kind of be just like um vocalizing you know even minutes after that happened and now it's like once it's out of sight and sound distance it's not a big deal so yeah and I think that all of the reinforcement history for all of the behaviors yeah. you're working on this whole time right like I loved watching your videos because you and Joey work so damn well as a team right like all oh, the time and energy that you put in, she's so responsive. Your mechanics are so good. So like, for me, it made it really easy because I didn't really have to teach you any of that. You already knew that. So it was like, okay, how are we going to customize this game plan for this specific thing, right? So for those of you who are listening, who are like, I've done so much training. Okay, do you have a specific goal? If you have a specific goal, I think Reactive Redefine could be absolutely perfect for you because you can make the investment and we can support you to get to that goal, right? So, okay, so I want to talk just a little bit more about some of the setups you did with your friends because I think you did such a great job of, I think that like initially it can be kind of awkward like telling your friends exactly what you need them to do with the dog, you know what I mean? Like, because people like think they know what to do with dogs and you have to like be like, that's so cool. But like, she is not like the average dog. So I need you to like, listen to what I'm saying. And you, you really got good at explaining and being clear with people what you needed and it it really helped like smooth that transition so nicely. Yeah, that was definite learning curve as well. Um, yeah, and I was saying I have a lot of respect for your job, just trying to explain to things, explain to people how things should go. Um, yeah, like even when I thought it, some things were clear, you're like, I'm like, oh, I need to be more clear about this. Like, stop trying to step towards her. <laughs> like, yeah. She doesn't like that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, but we got it to a place. Um, uh, and this is why the videos were so helpful too. It's because the original like um, sequence we were doing, we ended up flipping some things around and that worked even better. Um, and I, I don't think I would have thought of that on my own. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of cool with dog training. Like every, every time you start doing something, you're like, Oh, that makes so much sense. But um, it's really helpful having someone like you who's seen so many different situations before and might know what's, what's good here that didn't work there. Um, super helpful. So anyways, yeah, um, I would have, I figured out too that they could hold the camera and it was a pretty good video that way too because then I could focus on just handling the dog and um, we would walk towards them and then follow them and then they could say hello to her and I could like have more hands free to deliver the treats. So that was a big win um, when I figured out I could just have them take the video. Oh my God, seriously, so much easier. And it was great. It was great because then I had the perfect vantage point of what you and Joey were doing, right? Because it didn't really, sometimes it mattered what the person was doing, but not like completely. Right. So 
Yeah, yeah. Right. And you did such a good job. And, you know, shout out to all your friends who were like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. We're, what are we doing? We're walking here. Like, so yeah, everyone was so happy to help, which was really nice. I mean, it's a good reminder to just ask for help when you, when you need help, because um, I, I probably wouldn't have done that on my own. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So two skills that correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I think that they were brand new. We did the password and the two person touch. Did you do those with her before? No, those were brand new. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, I feel like the password really did help to, in particular situations, it did mm-hmm. help to kind of soften her, right? Like doing a little bit more of that, like someone's going to look at you and they're going to talk to you and that's going to earn, that means that reinforcement is going to come because correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the like standing broadly and staring at Joey was triggering. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. Like why are you staring <laughs> yeah. at like that human? Um, yeah, so okay. a lot of, yeah, a lot of times she would like the, yeah, the password just means them looking at her and saying, hi, Joey. And, uh, a lot of the times she would go a bit over threshold with that, but it was getting better. Um, and we switched it around to where we would walk with them first and then they would try that instead of doing it right off the bat. So that was, that's going really well. Yeah. So good. Okay. And then I know that, um, the two person touch, like you telling her to go and touch the person's hand, Mm -hmm. we we were slow and steady about building up to that. Right. Just so that we weren't putting her in a situation that she wasn't going to be successful in, but you were able to build up to some of the two person touch. Do you want to speak a little bit more to that? Cause I know it's, it can feel a little nerve wracking when you kind of like get over the hurdle of like, okay, we're going to do this walk and then they're going to talk to you, but now you're actually going to be close to them. (laughs) Yeah. Nerve wracking is right for sure. Um, And I'm sure like if she was muzzled, I would have been less concerned about it, but we were doing this introduction with someone who um, it was going really well. And I was like, Oh, I think we can do it. Um, I've got her on the leash. I'm going to have it be as, you know, loose as I can, but also ready to act if if this doesn't go well. But um, after, like, I feel like if you do a few reps of rewarding her for something else, um, like maybe some hand touches with just me and then sending her to do it, um, she's just really in the mood to, like, get a treat for something she did. And I think the hand touches... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it turned out being her favorite part, for sure. Like, she's... um, very excited to go do that with folks now and that's it's really cute so I feel it is adorable oh my god like seriously just the joy where she's like oh I know how to do that okay I'm gonna go do it right now like yeah we've done so (laughs) many things with like so much enthusiasm and spunk like yeah bless her bless her yeah lots lots of feelings but a lot of good feelings too so oh my god yes absolutely (laughs) okay so um do you want to talk a little bit about what you got out of the group calls? Yeah. Um, it was, it was cool to see like all the different things people were working on. Um, and I like, I like how we do like a challenge and a win. Uh, it's just nice to get a glimpse into everyone else's situations. Um, I'd say, yeah. And it's, I, I really like the Facebook group too. It's just, nice when people post in there and I don't know good to share knowledge and things like that um well and you have somewhere to go right where you could like ask a question and you know there's not gonna be like some yahoo that you can't trust the answer from right (laughs) yeah for sure and yeah it's it's fun watching the videos together too yeah right um and I think that you know 
that's something that we just keep getting feedback on, right? From the group calls is that like, while everyone is at a different place, they have different challenges, they have different wins. There's so much to be gained, if not just inspirationally or perspectively from like some of the other exercises, like, oh, that might be a cool thing that I could work on with Joey. Yeah. Right. Like, and this round was so great. There was like, it was so diverse. There were so many different dogs and different challenges. Um, and it was really fun to see you all kind of get to know each other and support each other along the way. What did you, did you find that like watching some of the videos was good for like a little bit more of like your body language knowledge too? Yeah, definitely. I always good to learn more about that. Yeah. There's always so much going on. my gosh right with these different dogs oh my god okay yeah, so or even even just random tips like I think the last call we were talking about modifying squeezy bottles like by cutting out the um I don't know what to call it but the the filter or whatever uh <laughs> to be able to deliver the lickable treats more easily and I was like you know what that's genius because my dog was afraid of the air noise coming through it. And now I can use those again. Anyways, all sorts of random totally, stuff. Totally, right? And just like having a little bit of like bouncing some ideas off of like people who literally get exactly what you're going through that maybe like none of your friends or family have the same perspective on. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So tell everybody a little bit about how Miss Joey is doing right now. So you had a kind of a unique position that you were able to take a little bit of a sabbatical. So Joey kind of got a break from training yeah. and she got to just like keep her world small and live her best life. Tell us a little bit more about like now you're back, like how things are going. Yeah. Um, it's been great. Yeah. And I, I don't, don't take it for granted, but, um, yeah, I had a break from work for a bit and I was out of town for about a month and my partner, Robbie, he, uh, was really awesome in that he took on all the dog walking for that time. Um, and yeah, generally like we're out at the beach probably four or five times a week so she can run around off leash and play with the dogs and all that. And she's, she's pretty good out there um, in areas where there's like generally more, the people to dog ratio is one-to-one and she's pretty, pretty good. But yeah. She, yeah. She didn't get any of that for about a month, um, but she's very calm <laughs> um and he's been doing a lot of like at home enrichment stuff and I just walked her like a couple hours ago for afternoon like pee break and um it was great like she she did so well uh just that yeah like none of the trainings lost or anything like that she's still really responsive and um I think it's probably good to get a break from these higher pressure situations where you're meeting things people that are scary so um so, yeah so far so good that's amazing and I think that you're absolutely right you know what I mean like no we can't go hard on every behavior modification protocol we're trying to work on for a super extended amount of time without taking a break we can't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> right like even when you were in reactive redefined I was like I feel like she needs a week off from meeting new people yeah and then we'll go back Right. So I agree. I think her having like a couple of weeks to not, there was nothing high pressure or high stakes yeah. for her. I think absolutely worked to both of your advantages. And I'm sure you missed her like crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So if you were going to tell someone who maybe is in a similar situation to you, but maybe they don't have a lot of training under their belt, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? Like, I think the day-to-day is easy to get wrapped up in, especially if you've had a few stressful walks in a row. It's easy to have that weigh on you. But something that I've 
found helpful is trying to like zoom out and see all the cool stuff I have gotten out of this experience. Um, just learning about behavior in such a deep way has been really interesting. Like I haven't been this excited about learning anything in so long and it, it's, it's very much caught my attention. And it's like, you know, I thought I knew things about dogs before, but going through this, I realized I really didn't um, to the level that I do now. And uh, it's kind of helped me think about like, you know, how much reinforcement do we hand out to people in our lives too. So just kind of cool takeaways like that, trying to see the positive that you are getting out of a tough situation, you know, obviously probably learn a lot more patience and things like that. Um, so I don't know, I guess that would be my advice <laughs> if, yeah, if you can, I, but taking breaks, I think helps you have that perspective as well. So definitely take care of yourself. Yeah. Well, and I, I have to give you some credit here because you are an extraordinary human being who is like, cool, I have this dog who has specific needs and I'm just going to dive into this and I'm going to learn as much <laughs> as I can <laughs> and I'm going to do everything I can for her. And the world is a better place because of people like you and Joey is so lucky to have you. Um, and of course you're lucky to have her too, because oh, what a little spitfire. One of these <laughs> days I'm going to make it to the Bay and I'm going to befriend Joey and it's going to be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we know how to do it now. So come on. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.